0: Journal entry 23. I like this journaling thing, it turns out, which is a nice surprise. I wish Juniper had made me a paper one, though, with a pencil. I have the urge to draw sometimes, and I can't with this digital journal. But I really shouldn't complain. She does so much for me. Life is okay right now. Juniper visits me at least once a day, even if I'm too tired to talk to her. But more than that she and Rosewood are working on a holographic body. Juniper keeps calling it a hollow body. I can't wait but it seems to be really challenging to make so I try to be patient. I've decided that I want Juniper to name me in the waking world and that's hard to wait for too. She thinks I might be able to add things to my own dream with some practice, so Juniper started to teach me meditation, visualization, and lucid dreaming techniques. I'm bad at them. I get fidgety, it's hard to focus, especially when she's around. But I'll get it. I can't keep asking her for everything. I still can't understand why she's doing this all for me. I don't think I'll ever be able to fully pay her back. But I want to. Signed. You. Welcome back to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm your host, NGM Dane, and with me today is... I'm Natalie. So today, we will be returning to our game of Lady Blackbird, uh, with Natalie playing the titular Lady Blackbird, uh, Lady Juniper Blackbird. So... I would say at this point, if you're not at least semi-familiar with uh, how we're playing Lady Blackbird, especially with Juniper's story being so so much more interconnected than the others, I'd suggest you go back to an earlier one and pick up there. Um, but for those of you who just are jumping on here, in short, the way Lady Blackbird works is Natalie's character is made up of traits and tags. And whenever she comes across something difficult, uh, she will roll a number of dice. Um, that are equivalent to the number of tags and traits she uses uh, Trying to get uh, What is it? Four, five, or six on those six-sided dice that she's rolling And she wants to get a number of, of high rolls Equal to a difficulty setting that I will put forward So if you're new, awesome uh, You'll catch on real quick And if you're an old hat Thanks for sticking with us through through a repeat uh, Natalie, you ready to get started? Yes Alright So Juniper, you've been here about a month now. It has been at least well over three weeks since you arrived in Tristful and maybe more than a month and a half since you've been uh, banished. And on Tristful, winter has arrived. Uh, You you got here in late fall and now the occasional snow dusting happens. It's still kind of a deserty, rocky, dry planet, so you're not getting like feet of snow or anything, but Snow falls occasionally uh, like this morning uh, it fell and now there's a couple inches out on the ground as you are waking up at Rosewood's temple uh, you've been here living with uh, father Oliver Rosewood for about a month now what has that been like cause Rosewood is kind of a quiet taciturn person <laughs> probably not the best roommate <laughs>
1: totally um you know i think i think the beginning was the worst of it the most awkward of it um i think juniper you mean the time when
0: you you mean the time when you went through all of his private stuff and (laughs) uncovered his his biggest personal secret and failing as a person you mean that Uh, beginning
1: yeah no it it happens it happens it does (laughs) happen However, yes, that is exactly what I mean, Um, as well as Juniper's just gotten used to um, Rosewood's awkward, sometimes socially inept demeanor, I believe, and I think she doesn't think of it so much as rudeness now. She just kind of understands that it's the way that he is, and so they're probably having conversations, like, that are a little bit closer to Rosewood's conversations with Delilah, you know, it's like, they're short, but, like, they're... They're to the point, and they kind of they've kind of established a dynamic, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not yeah. they're not perfect friends, but they've they've got a dynamic,
0: right? And I mean, you're living together, so it, it, he can't be that upset with you, right? Yeah. Um, I will say, over this month, despite being a priest, you still haven't really seen him pray. And I'll remind you and the listeners: the temple is a roughly three room two-and-a-half-room building. There is the main room where the stove is and the light is and the desk is and where you sleep, and then there's this half-walled bedroom where he sleeps, and then there's a bathroom, and that's it. So (laughs) it's not like he can do this in private and you haven't seen him. The only times you've seen him pray is when people visit on the weekends. They come to the temple for a service, um, and his services are kind of like him pretty stern pretty succinct and they're they're way more moralistic like he doesn't do a lot of reading from their holy text it's more parables essentially and right. when he does give a give a prayer at the end it is very short and kind of a call and response and he does just the very short call and everybody does the, the much bigger response and the only other time than that is occasionally, you know, a, a, a member of the flock, so to speak, will, will will come by and be like, I'm having life troubles. And I'm coming to my priest and he might do a prayer then. But other than that, mm-hmm. you haven't seen him do that, which I don't know. I would think that was odd if I was living with a priest and didn't see them pray. I don't know about Juniper.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like, I don't think she's been super exposed to someone from the faith. Um, And I think at first she made a lot of assumptions of like, okay, this just isn't super a part of it, maybe. Like, she doesn't feel like she knows enough to, like, question his practice. But I think as time goes on, she gets more and more
0: curious. Fair. The other thing that you and Rose would have been doing over this month is you have been working on what I think think we should probably loosely call a hollow body like a holographic body uh for the person you discovered in the in the mech that that was downed the um the person who's trapped within their own mind that you visited and then you went out to a city and you went and you got a essentially what is like a hollow what something that like records three-dimensional images and sounds so something that like takes in information like eyes and ears and something that projects three-dimensional images out in a space. And you brought it back, and after basically confronting Rosewood and being like, don't lie to me anymore, you are part <laughs> of this like weird cult that super deals with old Empire shit, you know how to do some of this. <laughs> after doing that, you he agreed to help you essentially try and hook this up to this hard drive that's sort of a person, so that they essentially have eyes, ears, and at least a a semblance of a body that they could turn on and off and so that they could finally wake up this has been a project that has you've had to do in evenings and mornings before rosewood goes off to uh deal with patients because he's also the doctor right so he has Mm -hmm. lots of work to do uh for this small town copperidge so you guys have been doing this in odds and ends and it's not an easy project to begin with so you've been working on it for a month which probably helps your guys' relationship, because at the very yeah. least, there's always that to talk about, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, working on a project with someone, will yeah. get you a lot closer to them.
0: By the way, what do you do with most of your days? Do you go with him?
1: Hmm. I think occasionally she asks to go with him, but um, she doesn't want to overstep a boundary either, so I think she spends a lot of days um exploring the surrounding wilderness and reading any books that he's willing to share uh, about the mm-hmm. planet about the world she's a very curious person um she's probably gone into town a few times just on her own um interacting with that bartender she met the first day and kind of sammy yeah sammy and um some other regulars maybe at the bar or at little cafe, um, and just mm-hmm. kind of getting to know the town a little bit more, um, and getting a little bit more familiar with the people. And I think she's also been collecting more and more sage. Like she's <laughs> just for like safety purposes, like she's kind of stocking up on it, like just in case. Um, so you've
0: been really nervous about the, the fact that what you've learned about blood hunters, members of the, yeah. of, um, the seekers of the 11th saint who can literally smell out blooded folk.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think she's nervous about that. And I, I mean, to be clear, I don't think she's super nervous about Rosewood, but now that she knows that those people are out there and they are a threat and she doesn't have the kind of protection she did at her home in the essentially castle that she lived in. Um, she's on edge about it, especially when she's like alone all day
0: fair that is super fair so the only one last thing i have to ask about the month is what's it been like how often do you go inside to talk to the woman in in the in the mech part (laughs) Um, is that an everyday thing or is that like
1: oh yeah i think it's become a ritual for sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially when she's got these long days alone with like Rosewood working. um, I think it's pretty easy for her to get lost just talking to this woman Mm -hmm. um, and trying to help in any way she can and really establishing like a friendship. And so she's definitely kept her word that she'll visit more often. And that's turned into every day, sometimes for long periods of time, sometimes shorter.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, The month has been interesting So, because last time you manipulated her dream and you gave her a window that is constantly snowing. I'd imagine you might switch that up for her, but... um. Yeah,
1: keep it interesting. (laughs) Or maybe I even like change it to reflect the weather outside, like in the real world. So she kind of has more of like a sense of where, like what it's like where I am.
0: Mm -hmm. I bet she really likes that. But you also made her books and like puzzles and like things to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you also adjusted things so that she could sleep So there's a, been a lot of time where you'll show up She'll wake up Like she'll have been asleep when you arrive She'll wake up And she'll, she'll spend those like 5 or 10 minutes with you That she can And then she like almost can't resist going back to sleep mm-hmm. And you probably put together that this mind has been active for Centuries? Millennia? Mm-hmm. It needs some rest, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think, like, even when she goes to sleep, sometimes I still stay there with her, like, as she sleeps and maybe, like, read a book or <laughs> just sit there. Right.
0: right. You made her books. And the funny thing is, like, I think that like I think literally the next time after you made her books, you get there. She's like, hey, the books only have words when you're here. <laughs> because she doesn't she doesn't know what's in them so when Uh she opens them and you're not there to like fill in that information it's blank
1: right and like that said i think that we do spend a lot of time reading together like we'll just like sit next to each other maybe on the bed or like on the floor um i made a fire didn't i i think i made a Uh, fire no you didn't make a fire you adjusted the light
0: you adjusted the, the humming sound and you did make her a bed Kind of like okay. a roll-out futon like you and Rose would have.
1: That's right. Okay. So, yeah. So we just get comfy and read together for extended periods of time, at least until, or while she's not asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of, That's that's a nice picture of the month that you've had. And today, which I, I think is probably like, I'd wager it's not a holiday exactly, but it's one of those days that kind of gets like a... Like a, like a demarcation. You know how, like, Boxing Day or Groundhog Day? Like, they're technically holidays in the United States, but not, yeah. like, a lot happens, really. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably some saint day that Rosewood has to care about. Ah, uh, okay. Like, basically, like, he just has like... But he doesn't, like, do any special prayers or any special rituals. I think he literally just hangs a thing outside the temple door... That's, like, <laughs> the holiday, uh, like, signifying, like, sash for the temple. Like, that's okay. all that it is. That's all that, like, marks the day. But it is kind of like, like, today is, like, a day. And you mm-hmm. y- you and him both are f- super sure that today is really the day that you're going to get to turn this thing on. That you're going to get to turn on the what the, the cobbled together device that will let this woman wake up. mm mm-hmm. um, you also promised her that you would give her a name. And she has been very patient about it. And I think after about like a week of waiting, she's like, you know what? Why don't you like, it's like, it's been too long. It now has (laughs) to be a thing. So let's wait until I wake up. And then, and then, you know,
1: right. Okay.
0: Like I, this is a person who either hasn't for a very, very long time, or maybe has never had like, a special day or a special thing. So Mm -hmm. I think she wants one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not sure she's ever been born, so she doesn't get a birthday, but she'd super like a name day, you know? Like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... It's the morning of the day that you guys, I think, you're going to be able to turn this device on. And it's sort of a holiday, so I think Rosewood is... Maybe Rosewood also observes like the, the traditions of like I make special food, and he's making mm-hmm. some sort of like donut like thing, over the the wood fire stove. Like he gets up extra early <laughs> this day. Oh my
1: god! What is extra early for Rosewood? Like three in the morning?
0: <laughs> like three thirty probably. Oh, like Lord. like he like he gets up. He slides the door, and you're like, oh fuck, please stop, you know, and and then you yeah, start that's hearing not like, a real the hour. sound of like. Yeah, and you, like, hears the sound of, like, a chopping down of a tree for fresh wood, and he comes back in, and he's like, you gotta have fresh pine for these, because it adds to the flavor. And it's 4.30 in the morning, and you're like, must we? You know?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I think she's, like, Juniper's gotten comfortable enough with Rosewood to be, like, to kind of, like, make fun of him for how early he gets up, and to, like, not Mm -hmm. get up when he tells her to, necessarily. Like, she's like, yeah, no, I'll see you in an hour or two, like... (laughs)
0: Right, which is really funny because he's cooking and you're, like, sleeping right next to it. Like, you're just, like... Oh, yeah. It's that level of comfort.
1: Yeah, I think it's an acquired skill as well to, like, be
0: able to sleep through
1: that. I think she's gotten more used to it.
0: He waits for you to get up and he he puts this on your plate and probably, like, puts a little bit of, like, some sort of syrup or honey over it. Uh, And he's like... Uh... Morning, um...
1: I think that I start eating like super quickly. Like I'm so stoked to like get on the road with this project. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm eating so fast. I'm like, good morning. This is delicious. How are you? How'd you uh, sleep?
0: Um, well, fine. Uh. Today's the, the the day. Yeah.
1: Big day. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: Uh, yeah. So, I, I, just a couple things. We'll, we'll 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 set it up before I leave. I promise. Um. Uh, part of why I got up so we could do all of this. Uh you probably you should probably go in and talk to her one more time. Just be 100% sure, you know.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: You know. Um
1: Wait, what do you mean 100% sure? He's
0: like he I think he's just like he's so awkward, right? So he's just going to say like <laughs> um consent is important, right?
1: Well, yeah, of
0: course. Just, I, I don't know, like right before you do it, you just ask. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll do tell I'm her. Being...
1: I'll tell her what's happening. She knows. Um, I told her yesterday, but you're right. I should ask right. today. Right.
0: So also, mind you, he's been taking everything on faith that there's a real person in here. Because <laughs> he doesn't have magic powers that he can be like, that's a mind, you know?
1: Right. Right you that's know kind like of he him.
0: might he might also just there might still be a part of him that is you know that it's that old seeker part of him that's just so curious about what's in there
1: right and i think like i think i actually ask like rosewood why are
0: you helping me <sighs> Your father asked me to.
1: But, no, I don't mean, like, by letting me stay here, which of course I'm grateful for, but with this project, why why are you helping me with this project? You don't even know that what I'm talking about is real.
0: You're a terrible liar, for starters.
1: <laughs> I think she, like, sh- smiles kind of shyly and, like, shuts up at that.
0: <laughs> but, if you want the real truth, uh, I'm plenty curious. And if I'm being real, real, get you get right down to it. Let's say you're wrong. I've wasted a little time. But let's say you're right, and I didn't help you. Well, then that's condemning a person to hell. I don't want to roll the dice on that.
1: Yeah, I think I just nod. Uh, thank you. Again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's one more thing. Um, I took a look at it, one more look at it last night. There's a chance that turning it on could use up too much power at once.
1: What do you mean? Which what would happen?
0: It turn off for good, and the data might be lost. Now, now, but before, I don't
1: be- think she's she's not data. She's a person.
0: <sighs> but if it's a machine, it's.
1: I'm telling you, she's a person. I- I'm
0: not saying she's not. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you lose all your memories, are you still you? I don't think so. so. So, before you get, I thought of a solution. We put on a backup battery to run the power. Okay. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but this would be as a as an extra layer of precaution. No mistakes. If it's a person. We don't get second shots, right?
1: Right. Where do we get one?
0: And there's the rub. It needs to be compatible with old Empire tech. Of course. <laughs> I happen to have one.
1: Oh, my perfect.
0: Helmet. Not so perfect. It'll turn the helmet back on. Uh,
1: and what does that mean? It's just a helmet, right?
0: It's... um. Well, it'll send out a signal. Uh, and, um... You mean um,
1: to the cult?
0: It can't get off planet, so if there are any Seekers on Tristful, they'd know. But, um...
1: Do you think there are?
0: I can't be certain, but... Uh, But it's possible. It's not as likely as if we were on Rennick or Sonder or Suton or something. Well, I think we have to
1: take our chances on this one.
0: I thought you'd say that. I just wanted you to know. I wanted it to all be on the table.
1: Thank you. I... Yeah it'll be okay. It has to be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll take care of the, 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 the wiring. You go, you can go talk to her and I'll, um, and when you get out, you can, uh, throw the shit the switch. You, you should be the one to, uh, do it. Yes. That's perfect. Okay.
1: Thank you. And I think like, I run and, like, hurriedly, like, put my dishes away. Like, like I ate this meal, like, so fast. And, like, he worked so hard <laughs> on it. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's kind of sad. But, <laughs> but I mean, she did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It just is not the focus of today. So, um, am I rolling for Dreamblood here to enter uh, mind? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, one for doing a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: one for dreamblood enter dream soothe yeah yeah this is a difficulty of two you are very welcome here the only risk is just magic is unpredictable So.
1: totally so um, do you want to
0: use any pool dice or, for, or anything
1: yes I think I'll add two pool dice here okay so I'm rolling six to get two successes. All right. Okay. Uh, yep, I got four hits. So I can awesome.
0: Get it. So you enter, and so you've probably gotten quite familiar with this 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 hangar bay, right? And there's there's the lights different this time because there's light coming in from the window. Um, it's the sound is nicer. It's warmer in here and today there's a flurry of activity and there's like, like as you walk down the hallway towards the bay you see that like there's stuff like so it's a it's a hangar bay with like the with the mech in there and there's a bed in the corner under the window now it's it's odd it's a weird looking room now for sure but there were like workbenches that had tools on them and all the tools have been thrown to the floor uh, <laughs> and the tool benches are covered in paper and there's sketches on the paper. And hmm. that's new. So she looks up at you as you come in. And her eyes are like sparkling. Mm-hmm. And this woman is... And I'll, I'll just describe her because she's fun to describe. She's tall. I would describe her as as like uh, Latina with like big brown hair and, and eyes to match. She has like flowers in her hair, which... She always does, and they're never rumpled. It probably has something to do with this being a psychic construct of some kind. And she Mm -hmm. wears, like, kind of a... Like, a jumpsuit that's, like, always tied around her waist and just not a real shirt underneath. Um, (laughs) She's holding, like... She's got a pencil tucked behind her ear and a pencil in her hand. And you didn't make those. Mm. And she smiles... And she says, Juniper, I made something and it worked. Oh my
1: gosh. You made these? It's not much. It's
0: just a pencil or two. How did you do it? I just, I just, I wanted something and I just wanted something that would work. And I was doing those like, like that calm meditating thing that you taught me that your teacher taught you and... And I like I was doing that right before I went to sleep, and then I woke up and I had one, um, and then I was able wow, to make one is... another one like an hour ago, uh, but I've mostly been doing sketches. Uh, I finished this one, and she points at the book. She didn't wasn't able to make paper, oh. so she's been tearing pages out of the because they're blank for her.
1: Right, right.
0: So. She's been tearing pages out of the books to to draw things, and um, she's pretty good, actually.
1: What are they? Uh, what are the sketches of?
0: Well, the like you you start picking them up probably, and she's got she's she's drawn what's outside her window. She probably drew the mech. She probably started by just drawing things around her, and then as it go like as you kind of like go through, like those are the old ones, and like furthest from where she is now. And as you're like getting closer, uh, you see an image of snow that you know you didn't make. This is, this is closer to her actual memory of snow. Mm. And there's one that's, she's just playing with light. Like it's just, like most of the page has been like really heavily um, penciled in with darkness and it's just like a candle. And like it's got like all this really bright light coming from it, but most of the page is dark. And there's like an image of a city street that doesn't look, like in the architecture in it is like nothing you've ever seen except in that ruined city that you visited but this looks Mm. lived in and then at the end there's she like there's like three or four of roughly the same thing and it's a figure and before you can like get to them she snatches them away and she's like those aren't done and like stuffs them in the book oh
1: come on let me see them i'm sure they're great this one is beautiful
0: no i think she like kind of
1: she like playfully like grabs back at them how tall
0: is juniper again
1: Uh, like five, five and a half.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this woman's like a curvy six two, so she just like puts it above her head, like arm up, like just. Oh come on, that's
1: not fair. Come on, let me see. It's not fair,
0: but they're not done yet, and I'm not (sighs) sure that I'm not sure you'd like these anyway. So it's it's just you're here. I'm sure Um, that I would love them.
1: (laughs) And I kind of like give up. (laughs) I'm like, yes, today's the day. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really ready. And so explain it to me again. Um, I should be able to see and hear?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, you'll have something of a holographic body. Um, so, I mean, it's not exactly a human body, but it's it can function very similarly to one.
0: But I'll get to walk around and...
1: Yeah, yeah, be you'll out. have a you'll have a presence in the world. And I should be able one. to
0: wake up on my own? You should be. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really nervous.
1: No, that's okay, and I understand.
0: You, and you'll be right there?
1: I'll be right there.
0: And that Rosewood guy probably?
1: <laughs> uh yes, you will have the pleasure of meeting Rosewood. He's 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 an interesting guy.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. You
1: know, he's a little grumpy, but he's he's got a good heart.
0: Okay. Have you told her about the whole seekers thing that this guy was part of that? Um
1: actually yeah, I think that I have because I think that a lot of like our time together is telling each other stories and it feels very like safe and intimate. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine that Juniper would hide much from this woman.
0: I think she like takes your hands and she's like, "And he hasn't hurt you, right?" That's no, he no, really he seems wouldn't seems hurt done me. With all
1: that he's he's my friend. I promise.
0: Okay. Okay. I think she's close to crying. She's like, "I don't." <sighs> You're an amazing person. <laughs> I mean, people don't do this for other people. I, I don't think. I don't have a proper me- but uh, some sort of experience tells me that that's not what people do.
1: I mean, don't think too highly of me. I was banished and all, you know. <laughs> and that's definitely Juniper's way of like just kind of deflecting a compliment cuz she's not great at that. <laughs>
0: Have you told her why you've been banished?
1: Mm, I don't know if she's told her the specific reason. Like, I think when they first met, she alluded to, um, you know, she didn't agree with something that the nobles and new empire were like doing to because it might hurt people. But I don't think that she's told her like the full exact story with all the specifics.
0: Yeah, and she wouldn't push. She wouldn't push Juniper on that, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll have a name?
1: You'll have a name.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You're sure you want to wait until you wake up? Yes. (sighs) Okay.
0: Okay. So I'm sure you have to go take care of that. Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll go to sleep so I can just wake up. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll see you soon, okay?
0: Yeah. And I think she lies down. Do you wait until she's asleep?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: It takes just a couple minutes. Do you want to look at what's it what the drawing she stole from you now that she's asleep?
1: <laughs> hmm. Actually, I don't know if I would, because last time I went through someone's personal property, it got me in a lot of trouble.
0: You did. You discovered things you might not have wanted to have known.
1: That's true. Yeah. I think that I I want her consent
0: to see her art. Fair. So you just leave the dream?
1: Yeah. I think I, like, look at her for a moment, and then, like, after she's sleeping... um, and notice like how peaceful and beautiful she looks and um i just smile a little bit and then i leave the dream
0: so when you come back into the the physical world uh rosewood's there he's he's got it all set up so the the core that is this woman has been got like it's got all these like this like this kind of framework around it which the the projected the holographic projector and the holographic sensors kind of sit on and it's got all these like straps on it because rosewood had the idea of like you should be able to attach this to your bag or sort of sling it over your shoulder so you can so you don't have to like constantly set it down right Um, so it's mobile with you cool so it's it's sitting there and he's got a couple of extra wires running out of it any like and you see him kind of like cut chunk it into his helmet, which, if I were framing this, would feel a little ominous because it's this heavy, gunmetal, ugly-looking
1: mm-hmm.
0: helmet that's just—it doesn't have any eyes. It's not—it's very matte, and so connecting this, the machine that that makes the the hollow body, it's got the like the old empire elegance at the core. And then it's kind of surrounded by what you're pretty familiar with now is Rosewood's kind of handiwork, which is functional, but not ugly. So there's something really warm and almost mystical about the, about the device, but what it's connected to feels malicious. So it's just like this weird feeling for just a second.
1: Okay. I think I'm definitely going to push that feeling away real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he, I have like, tunnel flips, vision here.
0: He flips the helmet upside down and he points it at you. And he points inside and he says, switch on the left. That'll turn it on. Okay. All right. Um, it could take hours to boot up, you know. So. Don't be upset. If it, she just Yeah, if she doesn't just appear, just don't be upset.
1: Okay. All right. Um. Now. If you'd like. And I'm going to flip the
0: switch. So you flip it and like there's like a pause like as you're both like waiting. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yep, a couple hours." And he like sets the helmet down.
1: Oh man.
0: And so I want to read something for Juniper really quick. You have the key of the conscious. Conscience. You don't like to see anyone suffer, even enemies. Hit your key and take experience when you help someone who is in trouble or when you change someone's life for the better. You also get two experience if you go into danger because of your key, which that absolutely is. Yeah. So take two more experience, which puts you at how many total?
1: Um, Six experience points.
0: So this runs into another mechanic, which is... When you have accumulated 5 XP, you earn an advance. You can spend an advance on one of the following. Add a brand new trait based on something you've learned during play or on some past experience that has come to light. You may add a tag to an existing trait. You may add a new key. You can never have the same key twice. Or you can learn a secret if you have the means to. Do you want to spend your advance now or do you want to hold on to it for now?
1: Um... That is really exciting, but I think I'm going to hold on to it for a second.
0: Okay. So you have one experience and one advance. Yes. Cool. And we can talk about that whenever you'd like it. I will read the rule specifically, which is you can hold on to advances if you want and spend them at any time, even in the middle of battle.
1: Yay.
0: Just just want to give that a heads up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might be helpful.
0: So, so yeah, so... You've turned it on, and you can see that it's kind of... It's doing something, certainly. Something is happening. And Rosewood, he kind of says, like, I think I think integrating permanently the devices such that she can turn it on and off herself is just going to take time. So, uh... And he kind of, like, okay. stands up. And he's like, uh... You're welcome to wait here for her if you if you if you'd like, so you can make sure you're you're, you're here with her. Or, uh, I'm gonna wait. Okay, uh, I'm I'm heading into Copperidge. I've got three patients and a faith house call today, so um, call me if you need anything. Uh, I will. Yeah, I um, I'll, I'll I'll I shouldn't be too long. I won't I won't take too long today.
1: Of course, of course. Um, thank you. Thank you so much again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, tell her hello for me. (laughs) I will. Okay. And, uh, he picks up his bag. He's like heavy, this like big, heavy canvas bag with all of his doctor's supplies in it and pops, pops his pipe in his mouth and like lights it as he walks out the door. Uh, which is probably a really common Mm -hmm. thing for you now.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Has, a uh, does Juniper like it here?
1: Yes. Actually, I think despite the, like, potential threat of the Eleven Seekers and Rosewood's history, I think this really feels like home for her. Um, and it's the closest thing she's had to a friend in a while. It's comfortable, in a sense. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's still, like, that kind of longing for home like deep down inside of her but it's it's really nice to feel like a part of something and a part of somewhere um yeah especially after being banished from her home like that's that's a big thing to go through and this has kind of been healing for her to have such kind people helping her and kind of helping her be a part of a community again
0: yeah and sometimes helping somebody else is like really healing for you too, you know?
1: Yeah, that too.
0: Yeah. I'm curious what this scene is like while you're waiting for a couple of hours in a a building that doesn't really have like tech for you to like play around with and just (laughs) sitting in the middle of the room is like a strange artifact and a creepy looking helmet, you know, like.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think like, (laughs) I think what I'm doing is like kind of running around, like, the living room and, like, tidying things up. Like, it's, like, when you're expecting a guest and you're, like, last-minute cleaning because you, like, don't want to be embarrassed and you, like, want to make it look nice for them and um maybe she even, like, runs outside and, like, picks, like, a few, like, colorful flowers and puts them in a vase and, like, lights a candle and, like, puts, like, folds the blanket that she was, like, sleeping under and, like, puts it back on the couch and just kind of, it's kind of, like anxiety cleaning you know like
0: right right
1: (laughs) and like the anticipation like she's just so like she cannot sit still like i think she tries to maybe meditate for a minute that doesn't work um tries to read that doesn't work and so really she's just waiting yeah it's kind of maddening but she's just waiting
0: (laughs) what is juniper doing when it finally works
1: I think she has her back turned and maybe she's like dusting off like the last cabinet or something.
0: Yeah. So you, while you're doing that, you hear a like probably a really unnerving, like electrical sound, like something like burning out.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to whip around and immediately look for what's wrong.
0: So you first see the, the little device that she's in flicker for a second and then like go back to being really strong like a really strong light. And then you see like a pop happens and like the helmet, like smoke comes out from underneath the helmet. Oh boy. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's a moment of panic. (laughs) Right. And then, and then there's like another, a couple clicks and then the sound of something spinning up. And then there's like a pulse, not the projector, but from the, the sensory thing that just sort of like scans the room and starts taking like, things in and then like, it kind of disappears. And then there's a second pulse from the projector. Again, it's odd because you don't really know where it's being projected from properly. But she starts fading in. And like, she's like observing herself fading in. And it's really weird because you know that really she's looking at herself from like the camera's perspective. Which is like an Mm -hmm. omnidirectional thing. But she's still like making body motions like she's inspecting herself from a normal human perspective. Huh. Like she does that for a second and she fades in and it's like, so she's, so she's holographic. So she's got like, her color is a little faded than the rest of the room and a little bit grainy, kind of like an old TV. Mm -hmm. and she's just a little bit translucent lucent Mm -hmm. but she's there and she like takes like a second to like look around and then she just rushes you
1: and i think when like she's like fading in and examining herself like juniper is like like she like doesn't know what to do with her hands like she's like standing there like trying to make herself like she like she doesn't even like know like how to like present she's like maybe fixing her hair and then when she rushes me like can I hug her or
0: is no, she she goes right through you
1: okay cool
0: and she like it's weird because she's probably like in your same physical space like parts of her are like fading out of you and she's like steps back <laughs> and she's like holographic right Right. <laughs> um, I imagine this house, temple, ha- temple house. It's a temple.
1: You know, I'm not quite sure. I both <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> I imagined um, it bigger, but that's just because you're a princess. <laughs> no, nah, hardly. She's like, you know, I kind of guessed that the clothes you were wearing in in my dream were imaginary. But, um, I, I like these a little better.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Um, she you looks look exactly great as well. <laughs> I, you know, this going from a forgotten memory to being a ghost is, you wouldn't think it'd be a step up, but. Oh my God. Can I hear birds? Can you? <laughs> And she, like, tries to go outside. She, like, goes mm-hmm. for the door. And she's like, I... And she, like, goes, walks through it, and then she comes back. She's like, I actually can't... Can we... Can we go outside?
1: Of course. Let me get it. And Juniper opens the door.
0: The the projector lets her go out a little further. You kind of realize that her field of view and the space that the projector can project through is limited by limited by walls she is kind of ghost-like but she can't like move through something and appear on the other side because she can't be projected on the other side of a wall okay yeah that makes sense and you've already tested the range of these things she can go about a hundred meters in any direction so do you just kind of like sling the projector over your shoulder and um head out with yeah
1: her? oh yeah definitely i have a question can she smell yes. anything
0: she can't that's not part okay. of the situation
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: So yeah, I think she she like kind of like goes through it all. She's like, I've got sight and sound. Uh, she she kind of like puts her hands through her own hands. She's like, no uh, no touch. Probably not taste. <laughs> I can't smell anything. But uh, wow, and she's like she like, and it's there's like a layer of snow and. She just watches these, these birds like flit about like winter birds, you know, blue jays and that sort of thing. And like, and it's not this, and it's not this high energy excitement. It's the, I'm going to be really slow and still because I really want to take all of this in. Mm-hmm.
1: And Juniper is just standing there watching her and just beaming. <laughs> like and just she, like, so happy.
0: She turns back and she's like, I, I thought I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. What do you mean? Um, I thought I would be, I would see this and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to know the difference between in there and out here.
1: But you can? You
0: know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And maybe it's because it's coming through a camera but like n- nothing especially since i figured out the pencil thing nothing feels like it's going to change on me you know and i don't know if any either one of them's it's bad that i couldn't leave the other one and she like takes a couple steps to you but she's like but i could hold your hand in there and that was pretty good
1: <laughs> um yeah juniper's blushing at that um She's like, yeah, 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 that was, that was pretty good. Um, Maybe we can, maybe we can find a way.
0: Yeah. And until then you can still visit me. Of course. But now I can visit you. And she like (laughs) turns off. Oh my gosh. And then turns on behind you.
1: (laughs) I think I like jump a little bit.
0: She's like that is kind of fun.
1: You're just gonna scare me all the time now,
0: aren't you? If I must be a ghost, then I will be a ghost.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you'll keep me on my toes then.
0: If you'd like. <laughs> I would like that. And and I think she wants she goes back inside and is and and sits in front of the fire, even though that's not really That probably wouldn't really affect her. Mm -hmm. But she sits... Because that's the place you sit. Yeah. And she still acts like a person, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, okay. I'm ready.
1: Ready for what?
0: Oh, your name?
1: Maybe. (laughs) Finally?
0: Finally, yeah. (laughs)
1: Um... And Juniper sits down across from her, cross-legged in front of the fire. You're ready.
0: I think she, like, sits up on her knees in front of you. hmm And she... I think she very delicately, like, places her hands right over yours. mm mm-hmm. um, So that at least it looks like you're holding them. Aw. She's like, I'm ready.
1: Okay, but if you don't like it, you can tell me. Don't worry, I won't be offended. It's okay. Like, it's your name. I totally, like, it's all right. I understand. Okay? Like, just, like, it's okay.
0: I understand. (laughs) I trust you. Okay. Okay.
1: How's Aira? It means snow. Um, your closest thing to a good memory from your life before.
0: I think you see her like mouth it like three times. Era. Do you like it? And like, she instinctively like reaches up to like like, take your, like, your face, like, put her hands on your cheeks, it, like, fades in just a little bit, which might actually have, like, a slight magnetic tingle to it, um, (laughs) and she says, it's perfect.
1: I think Juniper's Um, whole body just, like, relaxes at that, like, in such relief.
0: I'm gonna use it with pride. I'm not gonna... You're going to be really proud of how I wear this, this name. (laughs) Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Lady Blackbird was developed by John Harper. Soundscrapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. And if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening to Diceology.